following audio is from St Nick's Durham. As a church, we exist to love God, love people and love Durham. We hope that this sermon will serve you well as a supplement to your regular Bible reading, prayer and participation in your local church. For more information about St Nick's Durham, directions or resources, please visit stnicks.org.uk. The Old Testament reading this morning is taken from the book of Joel, chapter 2, and that's reading from verses 21 to verse 27, and that is on page 914 of your Pew Bible. Do not be afraid, land of Judah. Be glad and rejoice. Surely the Lord has done great things. Do not be afraid, you wild animals, for the pasture in the wilderness are becoming green. The trees are bearing their fruit. The fig trees and the vine yield their riches. Be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the autumn rains because he is faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains, as before. The threshing floors will be filled with grain, the vats will overflow with new wine and oil. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, the great locust and the young locust, the other locusts and the locust swarm, my great army that I sent among you. You will have plenty to eat until you are full, and you will praise the name of the Lord your God, who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know that I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and that there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. If we move to our New Testament reading, this is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 6, and we're reading verses 25 to 33, and that's on page 971 of your Pew Bibles. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. 
Father God, the source of all goodness and giver of life, create in us hearts of thankfulness that rejoice daily in your gifts to us and in your greatest gift of all, Jesus Christ, the Lord of the harvest. Amen. Well, my friends, welcome back. Let me add my welcome to that of Richard's. It's wonderful to see some people, I think, for the first time in 17 months, face to face. And it's just shy, I think, three or four, uh, about three weeks shy of 17 months since we last held a service here together at 9 a.m. to sing, to worship, to gather round the Lord's table. And it is great to be back. Can I get an amen for that? (laughs) And how fitting too, that as we gather again today, we return to celebrate Harvest Festival. That festival of thanksgiving, where here at St. Nick's, like so many other churches, traditionally we do two things. First, we acknowledge the goodness of God in his provision for us as the giver of all gifts and the source of all goodness. And secondly, we show that goodness to others through the take-up of a special offering. Uh, Over the years, that special offering to those in need uh, has gone to support many different groups, uh, including food banks, uh, places operated by the Salvation Army, uh, those uh, who offer refuge, to those who suffer from domestic abuse. But this year, as two years ago, our gifts go to support the work of Big Bin and Justice First, work organised and supported by so many people over the years, not least uh, Fee Cuthill, who's uh, here this morning, and Fee, the opportunity to uh, thank you for that work and to pay tribute to that vision that you had to support those in need as we prayed in our prayer of confession to support the strangers in the land supporting those who seek asylum and find themselves destitute often waiting months sometimes years for a decision on their status and friends it's a sad irony in a way that those finding themselves in that position of waiting and waiting are prohibited from working and supporting themselves whilst the fields in many of our farms will be left unharvested this year through a shortage of labour. Recent events in Afghanistan have reminded us all of the plight of refugees, of those who flee in the words of the prophet Ezekiel from the tyranny of evil men. We recall that our Lord himself fled from state persecution as a child. And it's right that we support those today through the gifts that we bring. And whilst we maintain our traditions as a church today at this service, at harvest of both thanksgiving and blessing others, this year, this celebration of harvest, Our celebration today comes with pause. 
recognizing that as we come to this festival, to this harvest time, we do so not having been able to do that last year. Recognizing that one of the consequences of the pandemic has been to produce what could be considered a famine of sorts. Not so much the ravages of physical famine, which we see today in our world in places such as Madagascar, on the verge of the world's first climate-induced famine following a four-year drought, but rather the kind of famine which has come as a result of COVID restrictions, the famine of company, of family, a famine of touch, of togetherness. So as we gather again here today, we do so still tentatively, still with the precautions of masks and social distancing, but we gather with joy, with joy and thanksgiving for the God who we have sung in our opening hymn, for the God who is faithful, giving thanks for his faithfulness and constancy, for his presence with us throughout these past weeks and months. And that picture, that picture of a harvest following a time of famine, following a time of crisis, is one we read about in our Old Testament reading from the prophet Joel this morning. Uh, you have Bibles with you if you uh, wish to. Do please turn to that reading now that Emma read to us on page 914. The first part of our reading from Joel begins with an answer, with an answer given by God to his people who have cried out after a time of crisis and despair. It, in the previous couple of pages, uh, in chapter 1 and chapter 2, we read of the devastation caused to the land by an army of locusts and the impact upon the nation and upon the people. So we read in chapter 1, just uh, in the page prior on 912, uh, verses, uh, chapter 1, verses 11 and 12, Despair, you farmers. Wail, you vine growers. Grieve for the wheat and barley, because the harvest of the field is destroyed. The vine is dried up, and the fig tree is withered. All the trees of the field are dried up, Surely the people's joy is withered away. And in the midst of their mourning, in the midst of their despair, a people who have suffered receive the word of the Lord, the God who has never left them in their distress, whose pity and mercy redeems them and his creation once more. So the opening verses of our reading today in chapter 2 at verses 21 to 24, we read of God's answer to a people who've lived through a time of crisis and uncertainty. 
Do not be afraid, land of Judah. Do not be afraid, even you wild animals. Be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he is faithful. And then at verse 25, we read of that faithfulness. I will repay you for the years that the locusts have eaten. You will have plenty to eat until you are full. Your shame will be removed and you will know that I am your God. That promise of restoration, that promise that despite what has come before in the preceding months, God promises in his faithfulness to restore the nation and his people. But friends, God is not finished at this point blessing his people. The culmination of God's blessing comes not just in these provisions of food and land and the assurance of plenty, all of which are a cause for rejoicing. But the abundance of God comes in the following verses. Words familiar to us through the preaching of the Apostle Peter on the day of Pentecost. These words are the ones he uses as he speaks to the crowds gathered. So we read at verses 28 to 30, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. On my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit. I will show wonders in the heavens and the earth. And my friends, this is the central theme at the heart of both of our readings this morning. God's provision to us, his faithfulness, is about so much more than food and our material concerns. God's blessings to us may begin with our daily bread, but they do not end there. Similarly, our own concerns, our own worries, our own priorities, as we read in the reading from Matthew's Gospel, need to stretch from beyond our daily concerns of food, shelter, career, but are to be focused instead on God's priorities. So in our New Testament reading, taken from uh, Matthew 6, in the middle of the Sermon of the Mount, Jesus says, do not worry, saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given you as well. Do you remember that old song? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We hear in the gospel reading uh, that Emma read to us, we hear in Jesus' words that earlier reference to the splendor of Solomon echoes of God's invitation to Solomon in the first book of Kings to ask for whatever you want me to give you. And in reply, Solomon, as we know, asks for wisdom. And so God gives Solomon not only wisdom, not only a wise and discerning heart, but also the things 
that he did not ask for are added unto him as well. Wealth, honour, splendour and a long life. God's provision is not so much rooted in meeting our needs. It goes way beyond that. Rather, God's provision stems not from what we may need, which he knows, but from the very character of God, from who God is, the God whose nature is to bless his people and his creation, and who seeks both our redemption and our flourishing. Whilst today uh, we mark uh, our annual Harvest Festival, and we're marking it early, the earliest possible Sunday that we could uh, to mark Harvest Sunday is today. And whilst we mark Harvest Sunday each year to celebrate and be reminded of God's provision, our readings are a reminder that in some sense, every Sunday is Harvest Sunday. Each week, we have the opportunity to gather around this table and to receive not just daily bread, but the bread of life. As we remember how Jesus took that bread, broke it and gave it to his disciples, signifying God's ultimate generosity in the giving of himself for each of us. Each week, we are invited once more to celebrate the harvest that comes in the character of God and his self-giving love for us in Jesus Christ. And it is for that reason that at this festival we dedicate ourselves once more to seek first the kingdom of God, to make seeking after the kingdom a priority, both in our individual lives and our lives together. So today, as we celebrate meeting together once more, we come afresh in gratitude for the constancy of the love and mercy of God. Because, my friends, what greater reason is there for us to give thanks to God, to be inspired and to bless others the way we have been blessed, to live lives full of generosity and to bless God's holy name in whatever circumstances we find ourselves in. Be it in times of feast or famine, tribulation or joy, crisis or celebration, and it feels like we have gone through each of those over the past 17 months. We give thanks. We give thanks for God's harvest, for who God is, and the giving of himself in Jesus Christ. For all of those things, let us give thanks this day. And let us bless the Lord as we commit ourselves once more to seek his kingdom first and the justice that he brings. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St. Nick's Durham podcast. If you would like to hear more sermons and teaching like this, then subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
For more information about St Nick's, visit our website at stnicks.org.uk.